Beth and I are going to break down how to gain clients, how to serve clients, nurture them, and grow your business without online leads. Yes, I just said it. You don't need to spend $10,000. You can grow a successful business without them. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Hey, K-Dog, what's up? (laughs) Hey, Beth. How's it going? And hey, Bus Bench Babes, thanks for being here. She's um making fun of me because my name when I log into Zencaster is K Dog. Because yeah, why not? Seriously. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> it brings great energy and fun to the show. It does. It does. It, makes, it I just weird? sit over here like shaking my head, shaking my head. <laughs> like, why are you the most annoying guest, Christy? Um, so. <laughs> Today on the podcast, I'll be the guest, and um, I'm just kidding. No, we are going to break down why you don't need online leads. So how many of you out there are te- have been telling yourself that you need to buy online leads or your business is not nearly as successful because you can't afford them? If you're raising your hand or this has even like piqued your interest a little, stick with us because we are going to show you very simply, how you can grow your business, serve your clients, and not spend a gazillion dollars on Zillow leads. Yes. Yes. This episode is for me as well as everyone else in the audience too, because I have sat in that room masterminding with really big, huge producing teams. Big dogs. Yeah. Big dogs, (laughs) not K-dogs, big dogs. And I have felt myself feeling um, less than feeling like not worthy, like, well, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe our team is not doing it right. And we've, I've kind of said all along, like, I will teach you how to fish. You're not going to be guaranteed leads on the team. That's just how it is. Because I think there's so many other ways that you can be doing this. Um, And I am just like not letting myself sit in that space in the room where I'm like feeling not good enough. I'm just not going to do that anymore because what we're doing is working and I'm going to go with that. So what you're saying is you don't have to believe everything that they tell you. No, but sometimes it's hard not to. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. When they're, you know, it looks like from outward, like it's working for them and it works for a lot of people. But not everybody has $10,000 a month to just hope that maybe it works. Whew. When I, when I think of $10,000 a month and what you could do, whew. Oh. The, you, the marketing girl in you goes oh freaking God. crazy. You're like, oh my ah, God. give me $10,000 and let me show you what can happen. Oh my gosh. Give me $10,000 and an agent that's hungry. We are going to go. Yeah. 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 
So like really what this boils down to so many agents are just obsessed with thinking that they have to have leads and they have to pay a ton of money for leads. And like, you just, it's not, it's not how you have to do it. It's really what it boils down to. This has been something, um, there are many things, but this has been something that has been um, quite the learning experience for me since entering the real estate world and has really just like boggled my mind because I, I, I struggle with like that idea that you can say the rest of everything doesn't matter as long as I'm spending the money on the one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. And then the one, the, the, the biggest issue typically is the money. So you go to the thing that is the most expensive, right? As the one thing that is going to move your business forward but you don't actually have the money to get there. So it's like you create this struggle from the get-go and it's mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. So like, let's flip the script there. Like spending $10,000 in Zillow um, or $5,000, whatever it is, maybe that's not where you start. Yeah, yeah. You just really don't need to spend that kind of money and you don't have to have that kind of money in order to be successful in this business. I think that is a huge misconception or... I, and from my personal experience, I like, I have sat in rooms where I've like, I felt less than because me, could I come up with that budget? I mean, some months, sure. But I, I would rather put my money into other things just really at the end of the day. It's, it's a lie, really. This idea that you have to have that to, to be really successful. It's just a lie that we tell ourselves and that we hear out there, right? That this is what we need. So what else could you be doing with 10K? Like, what else could you be doing with it? So many things. Oh my gosh. Just put it into events, client events and nurture your past clients. Holy crap. That would be like, if you've got that kind of money, just burning a hole in your pocket, I would go hard nur- using that money to nurture the past client list that you already have for sure. So I love that you chatted about like this idea that we can have or as agents can have is like, I have to spend the money to have the success. Mm -hmm. And the reality is you need to have the basics in place. And like, how do you work the current list of humans that you already have? If you're not nurturing your current database, spending money on leads won't make things any better. Like it just won't make things any better. And it's going to affect your business so negatively long-term if you are reliant on leads all of the time. I feel like you're just like attached to the umbilical cord. Yes. You know, I see this all too often when um, young agents on a team and they're drawn to that team because of the promise of leads. Mm -hmm. And then they're beholden to the team for the leads. The team no longer serves them, but they have not learned how to build a business organically. And so then now they're stuck on the team in a spot that might be super dysfunctional or no longer serves them or a hundred other reasons why people stay on teams too long. But many times it's because they're beholden to those leads and they don't know how to get business any other way. And they're like, now they have golden handcuffs. And I feel like if you've worked in a corporate setting, They talk about golden handcuffs all the time. You know, you've got an awesome this or that that ties you to your job. It's the same thing being in real estate. It's 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 not a good place to be for your business. 
And, and, and you, where do you go from there? You, you can't, you can't grow in the way that you need to, to have a sustainable business. You, if you decide someday, if you're right now, if you're on a team, um, and you'd like to have a team yourself someday, my gosh, relying on leads, how are you going to get there? You're just going to buy a ton of leads forever. Mm -hmm. So this is, and this is something where, um, we heard so much over the last six months, nine months, especially that if you didn't have leads, that was it for you. You needed them during the market. Like that was it. That's not true. Many realtors did just fine without them. Mm -hmm. Many realtors did just fine nurturing their database, even though many were saying you are not going to be successful doing that. Look, you might not have sold as many homes, you know, in the last quarter of, of last year. But where are you at today? Because you nurtured all of your database mm -hmm. then. And that's the question that really we need to be asking ourselves is, are we still just waiting for that new lead, that new, you know, to come in? Or do I know have this huge pool of people that I'm ready to serve this spring? Yeah. Yeah. Our business was up 86%. We've talked about this before in 2023, and we were not buying leads. Mm -hmm. So Beth, how it many, can be done. How many come list me calls did you get last week? Uh, four. Okay. There we go. So yeah, I it's mean, the holy grail of real estate. If you don't have your business to a place where the phone is ringing and people are like, Hey, when are you available to come over and look at my property? We we're thinking about selling. It is literally what every real estate agent hopes and prays their business will become. And the reality is the reason that you four come list me calls in a week is Right now, when they say, you know, the market, depending on who you're listening to, says what's happening in the market. So I'm not even going to get into that. But like you get four because you've nurtured your entire client database for years now. Yeah. We've developed a brand, we've gotten you here, and you're comfortable. People know you, like you, trust you, want to work with you, you serve them really well. Well, they're coming back. They're coming back. They're coming back. They're telling yeah. their friends. So uh, we could have spent a lot of money on leads or we could continue to nurture what we're doing yeah. already. So. Yeah. The thing I think about, like when I think of online leads is that unless there's a really good conversion plan in place and follow-up plan in place, it feels like you're just flushing money down the toilet. And I think that's one thing that really gets missed with agents. They're like, well, I'm just going to buy a bunch of leads. Well, great. I mean, you can just stroke a check for leads all every single month from now until the end of time. But if you don't have a good conversion plan in place, how much is going to just be like sifting through your hands, which essentially is just you're flushing money down the toilet. And agents are we are creatures that like shiny pennies. I think this is something that probably drives Christy freaking crazy about <laughs> me and all realtors alike is that like, we're drawn wow. to shiny pennies. We are. And really leads generally do not convert until like eight to 10 touches. And I've been guilty of this in my younger career where I'm like, well, I called them twice and they didn't answer. So they're, they're a dead lead. And it's like, no, ah. <laughs> that isn't how this works. You're going to have to send a video text and emails and phone calls and pigeon carrier, like however you can get somebody to engage, but you have to, this is like a continuous thing. Like if they mm -hmm. don't convert when that, you know, someone calls, I want to see one, two, three Elm street. Awesome. I'm going to show you that house. Well, and then they ghost you. Well, they're on Zillow for a reason, so they probably do want to buy a house, but you can't get them to engage. 
Well, now you have to figure out now, what do I do to even get them to engage with me? And maybe they're six months or two years out. Like, what does that whole touch plan look like? That's where agents completely drop the ball. And then that money that you're spending every month on those leads is complete waste of everything. So I have, I have two thoughts on this. Um, something that just occurred to me. <laughs> First thing, this reminds me so much of the wedding business. When like you'd shoot a wedding and then you wouldn't have a lifestyle business afterwards. Or like, I don't, I don't like shooting families. I don't, okay, cool. So you're just constantly going back out for the same thing. Granted, you would get word of mouth if you nurtured like we nurture. But yeah. if you didn't, you're just going to wedding fair after wedding fair and you're just paying a ton of money to get these leads. It's just, it's bananas. Well, what I loved about Christy, when you were a photographer is like you, one of the first things you added on to your business was you added boudoir shoots. shoots. Oh, yeah. So when you met with a bride, you're like, well, hey, do you want to do some sexy time photos before we even get you to the altar? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I want to do that for my dude. And then after they get married, then you're doing, you know, lifestyle shoots and baby shoots and family shoots. And mm -hmm. it just, it created like the full package. Mm -hmm. I love you know that. If someone's going to trust you to photograph their wedding, they are going to trust you in taking photos of them in their underwear. That's yes. the reality because yes. there's more trust with your wedding than that. And you build that relationship. And it is why I had a very successful business for and very, sustainable a very long business yes. for a yeah. long time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I mean, we've beat the dead horse about Zillow leads <laughs> and why spending $10,000 a month on Zillow leads is probably not your best your best way to do this, especially, but we're not going to say that they don't work or no, they don't work they for are, everyone. They are greatly successful for a lot of people. If you're not but converting. If, yeah. And if you're a solopreneur and you have a young team, I'm just going to go on record and say, there's a lot of other places where you could spend $10,000 and get a better bang for your buck. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk about some of these other things that you can be doing that don't cost $10,000 a month. And there are things that you really should be doing in your business. You, I'm going to, I'm going to be as bold to say as the list that we're going to go into right now, if you're not doing all of these things in your business already, you almost have no business even getting your checkbook out to even think about buying Zillow leads. Oh my gosh. You're yeah. doing it wrong from the beginning. Is 100%. that a bold statement or too bold? We're going to just keep this on the record. I'm going on the record with you. Yes. Yeah. There's more money in what we're going to say here. So the first thing is database. Do you have one? Is it ready to go? Do you know it and own it? Right? Like, Beth, you have told me horror stories of agents and their database and where it exists, where it doesn't exist. I've had firsthand experience chatting with other realtors and well, I don't know. They're like in my phone and I'm like, oh my God, what do you mean? They're just yeah. in your phone. So yeah. what are you sharing? I with met me? with like, okay, so here's a couple. I had a coffee meeting with an agent who um, was also a lender, um, kind of like riding the fence and doing both, but had been in the business for a long time, like over 20 years. And this person, um, I said, so like, what does your database look like? Do you have a CRM that you work out of? And the reason that we were meeting in the first place is that this person had to get another job. Like, so this person is a real estate and a mortgage person and had to get a third job to pay the bills. Um, and I'm like, okay, something 
is going grossly wrong here. So I'm like, what does your database look like? You've been in the business for over 20 years. You should have a really robust database. And this person said, I've got like a spreadsheet. And I'm like, well, what are you doing with it? Nothing. Well, I mean, you don't even, you don't even have to tell me anymore. I know exactly what's happening. Do there's not a reason. Another job. Yeah, there's a reason why job. you have to have a third job because you're not working the business. You've served tons of people over the years and now they simply have forgotten who you are. And last week I met with another agent that has been in the business for 18 years. Um and that agent's um spreadsheet database uh, per se is a list in MLS. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What? Only <laughs> is it only an MLS? Come again? I'm like, not even like a Google or a Excel spreadsheet. Like, no, I just keep it in MLS. And I'm like, what if MLS shuts down or <laughs> crashes? Where where does that all go? And they're like, oh, I never even thought about that. Okay, I'm like, oh I'm my like- God. Oh my God. It's terrifying. This was video. You'd be seeing me like lose my breath. Hanging onto your chair. Yeah. Seriously. This is what we talked about so much. It's like your followers and Instagram, like you don't own them. You don't own your Facebook. You own your email list. You own your database. What do you like? This is something like not to be hard on anyone who this is your scenario, but you need to own that. That is yours. Like get it into a place that is safe, get everything collected together. And then you have a really good starting point really good starting point. You don't need a third job. You don't need a second job. You can run with us. I don't care if it's a hundred people. Yeah. So like that 18 year agent um, that I met with last week when we were talking about it and I said, if you, I mean, you need a CRM like this, this is like a Mm non-negotiable. I'm like, when we leave this meeting, the very first thing you should be doing is going online and put your credit card in for a CRM. You have to have this. It's just, you can't operate your business successfully and there's nothing to sell at the end of the day. This is a person that is kind of coming to the end, wants to like see an end in sight and mm-hmm. not sell real estate when they're 80 years old. A CRM is something that's actually saleable, but you have all the data in there. Yeah. Grandkids, nieces thinking about buying a house. And I'm like, you look like such a rock star when you pick up the phone and be like, Hey, Christy, oh my gosh. Haven't talked to you in forever. How is Kaya? She must be what? Did she just turn five? And you're like, holy shit, how does Beth how does Beth remember all this? Beth doesn't remember this, but the CRM remembers all this because every time I talk to you, I'm taking notes. Like, oh, you and Ryan were gonna get do an anniversary getaway trip. I know your anniversary is in August. I've got all these in my notes. And so holy crap, it makes me look like a professional. But if you just have your shit on a spreadsheet, how are you going to even remember if you've been in the business for 18 years, you have hundreds of clients. There's no way in hell you're, you're not even going to remember the spouse's name half the time. I, my gosh, 20 years in the business. I remember Beth, when we first started working together and you showed me how many people we were going to add to an email list. I was over the freaking moon. Once we pulled them all together, it it was like, holy crap. Like that is most likely what this person has. Yeah. Like you've got, so much to run with and how exciting, honestly, what an exciting place to be to re not like, I guess, reinvent yourself a little bit, like re get a little more energy and momentum going and like go like actually have that success that you want. Like this is completely possible. It's the perfect sort of fuel to like light that fire for 2024. Like take all that info, 
celebrate the fact that you've had a successful career and now like put it on steroids and do something amazing with it. Now, if you're sitting here and like, I don't even have an email list, I don't, or a database of people, I don't really know that many people. Yes, you do. You know a lot of people. So like get them all together that you can possibly think of. I don't care if your list is only a hundred. That is a lot to start with. You should start with at least a hundred. If you're new in the business, you know, a hundred people. And when people are like, no, I only know 20. No, you absolutely (laughs) know more than a hundred, more than a hundred people. Like you think of like church, uh, neighbors, family, past clients, your dentist, who does your hair, who is your kid's mom, you know, your kid at school, who's their bestie, who's the mom and dad, like, you know, a lot of people, but people just are like, well, you know, I only talk to like five people and all of your friends, all of your connections, all your neighbors, like, you know, a lot more people than what you might think that you know. Yes. Get creative. Think about like really think and dive into that and then get them uh, into an email, like join some sort of email, whether you use Flowdesk like we do, whether you use MailChimp, use something, get that database into there. Yeah. For a CRM, our team uses follow-up boss. Follow-up boss. We love it. It's really good. Yeah. And then follow-up boss and Flowdesk are friends and- They talk. Communicate with one another. Yeah. We love that. We do. But like- you know, we've said this and we're going to still say this until we're blue in the face. If you're not nurturing your database, I mean, you're kind of going to put, you're just going to put yourself out of business. Which is what you're seeing happen. Really? Yeah. 100,000 agents turned licenses in last year in 2023. Just sent them back to the state and said, we're good. I'm going to go do something else. If you're a newer agent, this applies to you as well. Like it's really easy to get stuck on those online leads. And the reality is all of this applies to like get those in and get started that way. You don't have to have 18 years of experience and, you know, contacts to make this happen. And if you want to learn more about how to grow your email list, once you actually get them in there, head to episode 31, where I chat all about growing your email list for free. Does not cost you a penny. Awesome ways to do that. Yeah, that one's this awesome episode. Well, like, what does it look like to nurture your past clients? Hmm. Ask them for referrals, right? Yes. It's, yes. It's, this, is, <laughs> this is something that is, can be really hard to do. It can be really hard to ask someone for referrals, but this is a human being based business. It is referrals, it's networking. And love on your clients so much that they want to love on you back. You should be loving on your clients to the point where they are so fucking excited to give you a referral. They are so excited to tell their friends about you. Yeah. Yeah. The, and that's the best kind of business to get because then every that other person that's heard all about you, you don't even need to sell yourself. They already know you're awesome. And with that, ask for a review. So your clients that you already worked with, if you don't have a workflow in place right now after their purchase or after you're finished working with them, um, make sure that you have that process in place or you're at least asking them for a review personally. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, okay, here's one you're probably not going to want to hear, but it's so true. Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of real estate girlfriends and they crush it. And I'm like, and I, you know, when we're networking and masterminding, I'm like, what's your secret sauce? Like, how are you getting all these listings? Like one, I have a girlfriend that sells single-handedly sells about a hundred houses a year. And I'm like, it 
kind of blows my mind. And she has been in Facebook mom groups. And those Facebook moms are the biggest cheerleaders ever. So she's, you know, she worked with a handful of them. And now anyone's like, I'm looking for a realtor in blah, blah, blah area. Boom, 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 boom. Her name is the only one that gets listed. And then they're like, well, I suppose I should call so-and-so. It's, it's incredible. Word of but, mouth is so powerful. Yep. It is such a great tool. And it is like using Facebook groups, my gosh, that it makes so much sense. And there are a variety of Facebook groups that you can use. You don't have to be a mom to be in no, a Facebook No, it can be group. whatever, yeah. whatever interests that you have. Get mm-hmm. involved, start commenting, you know, be a good commenter and be complimentary to other people, like play nice in the sandbox. And all of a sudden your name is just going to start floating to the top in these conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible, like how many relationships that you can build through social media. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. So here's what you don't do. You don't just post in there, which many groups have restrictions against this. Hi, I'm Christy. I'm a realtor. I'd love to work with you. And then a day later, hi, I'm Christy. I'm a realtor. Call me. Don't do that. You want to be in the situation where your friend is in where you're- That's more, so gross. It's so gross. You're serving at such a high level and people, you're authentic. People genuinely love you because you're doing a kick-ass job that your name is coming up organically. That is winning. That is winning. There's no mm-hmm. questions asked there. Yeah. Yeah. How about getting involved in your community? Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to get involved in a community. Um Volunteering at the library, volunteering at your kid's school, volunteering mm-hmm. at PTA. Uh, I know like in my community, we do like an Arbor Day in the spring and they will go through and plant trees. All you got to do is just show up with a shovel and you have a couple hour commitment and you are doing projects with like-minded people and people like to work with people they know, like, and trust. So mm-hmm. someone else, you're like, wow, you're really green and conscientious. Wow, so are you. We should become friends. And all of a sudden, you have a whole nother way to be networking with people that you probably wouldn't be networking with otherwise. Well, and Beth, you're in Rotary, which mm-hmm. has been really awesome network for you. Rotary has been awesome. Um, Mark bamboozled me into joining Rotary is essentially what happened. We've talked about this before where we went to this like open house, like new member open house. And I'm like, oh, fun. Let's go meet some people. And then they're like, would you like an application? And Mark goes, yeah, Beth would. And I'm like, whoa, I don't even, what are we, we're going to have to discuss this in the car. I'm like, what are we doing here? I'm like, I thought we were just going to happy hour. (laughs) I'm like, well, this is such a great opportunity. Why don't you sign up for Rotary? And he's like, it doesn't work with my schedule. I'm like, oh, okay. So, good job. Right. So, I am a member of Rotary. I have been for years now, probably like six years. And that's how I met Carrie. This is how I met Cheryl on the team. So, you know, half of the team came from Rotary. We have a ton of business that comes from Rotary. And I love, I thought Rotary was a group of 65 year old white guys. Like that's kind of what I had in my head. They're all like retired guys sitting around drinking coffee. In fact, that's not what Rotary is at all. And Rotary is an awesome give back organization. And it's like giving back locally and abroad. So freaking cool. And so the things that we do in the community are really awesome. We raise a ton of money and give back to organizations everywhere. And it's so much fun. And it's really diverse in age groups, backgrounds, 
So I'm like, if there's anything like that, if you have Rotary in your town, I can't speak Mm -hmm. highly enough about Rotary. I have a realtor friend out in Washington and she is huge into her Rotary organization. And it's really cool to see like how they give back in their community too. And it's like a $50 a month fee. It's for the amount of like feel good that it creates and connections it creates for 50 bucks. Are you kidding me? That's the best money I spend every month. We could go on and on with the like yes. how to get involved in your community. Just do yeah. it. Just, yeah. just go ahead and do it. There's so many ways and different ways that like if that doesn't feel right for you, there's another way. There are another. There's a like, hundred other ways. ways. Yeah. Yeah. What about networking with other agents? I know oh. that people are like, uh, I don't like to talk to other agents unless they're at my brokerage. Um, how about stop viewing them as your competition and viewing them as like a collaboration? Your this is what the bus match babes is all about building yes. a bigger table. Mm-hmm. This is so important. And what we've seen, I mean, what I've seen just in the last four four ish years uh, and, and the change that's happened out there, it's actually really nice. I think that there's more connection. There's more willingness to open up and mm-hmm. honest conversations, or maybe we're just uh, putting that out into the universe. So it's coming back to us. I want yeah. this for all of you too, because it isn't. Th- of course, we're competition. Of course. Like we all want business, right? There's enough business to go around for all the mm-hmm. really good realtors out there. So stop worrying about that and focus on networking and what that can bring to your business and right. just in your life. Like right. we've met so many cool people. Oh my gosh. Incredible, incredible people all over. Another thing to think about though, is that what are the feeders feeder cities. That sounds like a weird description. Feeder cities in or out of where you live. So we are in Minneapolis and there are a lot of corporate like targets here, General Mills, Cargill, 3M. Yes. I need to pause you for a second because there are many parts of this country that think we are flyover country. We have so much here. And this is something that it just doesn't get talked about enough. There is a lot of business, a lot of yeah. people moving here, a lot of people like moving, you know, from here to other places. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a little different. <laughs> well, so Atlas Van Lines, you know, the moving, the worldwide or the nationwide moving company puts out reports every year with the feeder countries. So they're like, oh. they do like a top 10 list of the top 10 cities that people are leaving and then the top 10 cities that people are moving to. And get on that list. Like, mm-hmm. I know for us, we have a lot of corporate people that move into Minneapolis because we have so many headquarters here. So, like, relocation business, pretty big here in Minneapolis. Um, I think we had two corporate people for Target move into Minneapolis and buy two of our listings last year alone, now that I'm thinking about this. Dare but- I say this is going to increase even more so because of our winters now. It is 52 degrees today and it is, we're recording this on the, what, end of end of January. January 31st. Of, yeah, January 31st. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's no snow. It looks like April out. Yeah. But then, <laughs> like, in terms of people leaving Minnesota, if anyone is, like, entering close to retirement age, I would say probably a third of my clients own houses in either Arizona, Texas, or Florida. Mm -hmm. So what would be good for my business and what have I already done? I have relationships with agents that kick ass in all of those areas. We've had a lot of influx with Washington State. I've got rock star agents out there. I mean, 
you just have to be connected everywhere. You want to be like, if somebody is moving to Minneapolis, I need to be top of mind. They need to just pick up the phone and not go on one of those Facebook things where I'm looking for a realtor in Minneapolis. No, I want someone to call me and be like, hey, Beth, I know you're like the best of the best in Minneapolis. What can your team help us? Like we have somebody moving into Minneapolis. This is what they're looking for. Hell yeah, we're going to pick up that ball and run with it. I would pay you a referral fee all day long to work with one of your past clients. Beth, you are so incredible at networking and building community. I think we should do a podcast episode just on that because- Sure, put it on your, the list. It's one of your superpowers. It's like it I'm is. Going, it's going to go it on is. my post-it note that I'm going to stick to my computer. Good, Carrie. Carrie will get. She, Carrie doesn't have to see yours. She gets real cringy about mine. <laughs> it happens. It does. Okay, so that I mean that one's so easy, and all it requires is you to just be yourself and build authentic relationships with other agents. So easy, and it's free. By the way, free. F R E E. What about like simple things like joining a gym? If you're interested in health and wellness, which, you know, if we want to like perform in our best light, we should be working out. Like, do you have a gym membership? Could you be actually networking with people at the gym? I have my gym buddy, Alyssa, and we used to sort of just not talk to anyone at the gym when we first started going. We're like, okay, we just need to like figure out this gym thing because clearly we're not gym rats. And we still aren't gym rats, but I feel like people actually like know who we are now. And we've made some friends at the gym and we chit stop and chit chat along the way and be like, oh my gosh, how was your Christmas? And so like we have our route of people that we talk to when we're at the gym, but like you just never know. I mean, people want to work with people that have similar interests. Now, if you're not an in-person gym person, which this is, is a great place, you, you're most likely on some sort of group if you're into like moving your body where yeah. you can build community there. There's groups in Peloton. There's groups in, on yeah. Instagram doing different exercises. There are like all different lifestyles. Like get, find that community and get involved however you can. In person is best bet. Yeah. But online, you're still going to find people that are local to you or build that network, yeah. you know, nationwide that way. Pilates, yoga. Mm-hmm. Are you into cold plunging? Like there's so many things that are health and wellness related. Mm-hmm. Half of our team's into cold plunging. Um, can you make a connection with other people that are into the same sort of thing? Yeah. How about the next one, Christy? You can run your community Facebook page and be active yeah. on it. If that's an option for you, great. Um, also, if it's not, community Facebook pages will usually have a day where you can like self-promote. And if you've ever seen like some of the self-promotions on there, like be creative, do something fun, yeah. get someone to like you, like, you know, just really show your personality when it is that day, but then be active when it's not that day, right? If it's yeah. one, I think ours is actually once a month, but so- Paying attention to that, but if you can run a community Facebook page, even better. So Carrie, she's like the most social person that you've ever met. Carrie's Except my assistant. she's not on social media. She's not really on social, which is ironic because she's the most social person ever. But she looked on her, she has like a neighborhood Facebook page. And when she looked at it, she's like, wait a second, the guy that runs this page... He moved out of the neighborhood two years ago. So like there's no activity on it. Nobody's really posting anything on it. And so she reached out to him and she's like, hey, so-and-so, I realize he moved out of the neighborhood. Any any chance that you could like nominate me as like the 
manager of the page or running the page. He's like, sure. So now she's in charge of her whole neighborhood page. And so now she's trying to like, you know, infuse some life back into it and get engagement and get people to like jump on board to things that are happening in their neighborhood. How awesome is that? There's a lot of neighborhoods that don't even have Facebook pages. Could you be that person that starts it? And then all of a sudden you're in the know about everything in your whole entire neighborhood and you're viewed as the expert. People love that. Oh, go Carrie. Okay. So those are all very business related things that we can easily do. None of that was hard. And really, it doesn't. None of it costs really anything. No. So, but something that I do, let me wrap up here. I do want to mention something that is, I believe, equally as important, and that is your mindset. And Mm -hmm. when we tell ourselves a story that, well, I can't afford the leads, therefore I won't be successful, or, oh my God, I don't have $10,000, like you have this idea in your head of what it has to look like because someone else told you, it's getting in your way. So stop telling yourself that you need that. Like start telling yourself, well, I don't need that. And I actually can do X, Y, Z. These are all things that are attainable. Mm -hmm. And also stop telling yourself that no one wants to hear from you because they do. They actually do. Mm -hmm. Big time. This is really like a you problem. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. I mean, most people don't ever want to hear that. I don't ever want to hear that, but I have to hear it from time to time because am I the person that's getting in my own way of my success? I mean, nine times out of 10, yes, it is a Beth problem. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should insert, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, but we can't actually add that because they will sue us. But you know, you know the Taylor Swift song, right? Like yeah. everyone knows that one and that's the reality yeah. here. And it's so hard to look in the mirror and like admit that, but be kind to yourself, give yourself grace. But also like, when's the last time you took care of yourself? Are you getting out of getting up early? Are you going to bed early? Are you taking care of your body and your mind? Are you practicing gratitude? Um, once you do these things, things shift, life yeah. shifts, things yeah. start coming in. It starts flowing easier. I'm not saying you can't have success if you don't exercise. That's actually not true. It will absolutely help you a lot. Yeah. But we take care of ourselves and we put better energy out. It comes back to us. Like I firmly believe this. Yeah. It's, it's real woo, but it's so, I mean, I see it in my own life. Like mm-hmm. if I have myself set up for success, if I'm really taking care of myself, getting the sleep, the hydration, the proper nutrition, working out, moving my body, getting out into the sunshine, practicing self-care. It's like, oh, wow, how ironic that business is flowing beautifully. Is it <laughs> ironic or is the universe just doing me a solid because I'm actually like putting good stuff out there? You're showing up for your life. Right. Yeah. So right. take care of you. If you get anything from this episode, that is that is it. Take care of you. Mic all right. Job. Mic job. <laughs> all right, Best Wrench Waves. We're going to wrap up here, but those are all many ways, not all of the ways by any means, ways that you can We're just avoid. scratching the surface. <laughs> scratching the surface. Hit us up on social. Let us know what you think. If you have any other creative ways that you have managed to figure out how to grow your business without spending money, we would love, love, love to hear. So until next time, keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babe that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the girl, get your face off a bus bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girl, get your face off a bus 
for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here. 